This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. and. It. Give us your children's college funds. Mm-hmm. You know, the we'll usual. put it to good use. Yes. Um. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm good. It's very. Cold we are out. going to. We we made a plan. Uh-huh. It's we're going to get out of here in under an hour, and we're going to talk about a million things. Yeah, we have in a lot time. of topics. Um. Happy I, Valentine's Day, by the way. You yeah. Right. Happy Valentine's Day. Candy Love or flowers is there. Or Yay. Wine. Oh, I forgot to pour us wine. Okay, go ahead. All right. Okay. Number one. Yep. Oh, I love this so much. Jim Baker, the televangelist. Mm -mm. I swear he's been pushing this product on his show for like a year now. Okay. And if you go to his website to go get the product, Uh it's just Silver Solution. That's like the name. Silver Solution? Like cleaning solution? Like it just says silver. It doesn't say much else, just Silver. Okay. And the way he touts this on his show is he's like, this thing cures everything. It will cure all your venereal diseases. Is it the thing that turns people blue if you drink too much of it? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You keep talking. I'm going to do some quick research. You look up your silver solution stuff. So for a while, he's been saying this gets rid of your venereal diseases, which is hilarious because the type of people who watch his show... Are I, I oh, wonder what they're doing. Jim Baker did not die. Jim no, Baker no, no. can't sorry. die. So years ago, there was a guy who came forward. His name was Paul Carrison. Um, and he um, had been drinking silver compound for more than 10 years. And it slowly turned him blue. Like he's oh. a blue person. Well, like, there you go. He Whoa, that guy's blue. Yeah. I think I saw well, him on Oprah. Yikes. Yeah. So Jim Baker wants you to drink this. And turn blue. But there's another reason to drink this, according to Baker. Collodial silver is what he was drinking. Collodial? I have no idea what type Baker's is, but it apparently cures coronavirus. Oh, good. That's the new claim. He invited this lady on his show. And it's an antiviral, right? It's not just a thing of crap? I think it's both. I think Uh it's an antiviral thing of crap. Uh Uh-huh. And he invited this woman, Dr. Cheryl Selman, who is actually not a real doctor, because I I looked that up. doctor in scare quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And basically, she said this thing is a cure for coronavirus. Mm -hmm. She said, it let's, he said, wait, this cures what now? Well, let's say it hasn't been tested on this strain of the coronavirus. but it's been tested on other strains of the coronavirus mm-hmm. and has been able to eliminate it within 12 hours. Totally Tw- eliminates it. 12 hours? 12. And mind you, she's not talking because coronavirus is like a family of viruses. Uh-huh. It's not the one in China. Right. Like, but... Who to- did she cure? Uh, nobody. She's not a doctor. Oh. But... Then the next day, Baker goes back on his show because they filmed several in one sitting. So she's still on the show for the (laughs) next day. And now Baker goes on. uh, I'm sorry. And Selman, this quote unquote doctor, goes on to say that you all need to buy silver because it has been proven by the government that it has the ability to kill every pathogen it has ever been tested on, including Uh SARS and HIV. Ooh, SARS is a fun throwback disease. Yeah. HIV. HIV. It just hmm. cures it. Mind mm-hmm. you, it hasn't been tested on anything, but sure. it does. Sure. Based on what are they? That and prayer and a nickel mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. 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 And by the way, if you go to the product on Jim Baker's website, uh-huh. there's a little link that says California residents read this warning because <laughs> like the state mandates you have this warning. Uh-huh. And it says, and I'm quoting here. This product contains chemicals known to the state of California to cause cancer and birth defects or other reproductive harms. Oopsie doopsie. Harm. Yeah. So anyway, I was I'm shocked that he's able to just get away with this. I don't know how. Um, laws don't apply to old white Christian men. Yeah. I think that's so, how. So 
Wow. So yeah, just don't, so you know, do if you have SARS and HIV and coronavirus, there's a one-stop shop for you. <laughs> just drink the silver liquid gold. If you have all three of those diseases, please, I implore you, go see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and not the one that appears on his show. Yeah, a doctor, not with quotes around doctor. Yes. Uh, okay, different story, but same type of scamming going on. And this thing cracked me up this week. Okay, here's the story as I understood it. Yes. In 2015, mm-hmm. there's a group of Christians in Dalton, Georgia. They meet inside of a theater, which, okay, a lot of newer churches that can't afford their own building, they meet in random sure. places, public schools, they rent them out, whatever. That's not weird. So they meet in this theater. And in 2015, the couple of Christians that aren't necessarily the pastors, but they are prominent members of this group. Mm -hmm. They say the prayer room in the theater is dripping with oil. Okay, weird, but all right. And then a year later, they said that same oil was coming out of a Bible that was owned by one of the church members, Jerry Pierce. What? So, like, he, if I can make sense of this, he opens up his Bible and it's the page oily? is oily, but not the whole book. Just like that page, it's like God was sending a message to these people. Oh God, what was on that page? I it, oh, he didn't. It say? didn't say. It wasn't like the page was the thing. It's more like the Bible oil is coming through. Sometimes they've had paintings of like Mary or Jesus, sure. and like you see tears yeah. coming down their eyes, and they say this is holy oil because yeah, yeah. where else would it have come from, right? right? But in this case. They're like, yep, it just magically appeared in the book. And then the oil kept coming. Like, the whole book is soaked in oil. Are they blue like a McDonald's and there's a leak in their fry machine? <laughs> I was wondering. The theater, as far as I can tell, had no issues. Okay. So, like, where was the oil coming from is a good question. Now, you might wonder, is this magical oil, like healing oil? Uh-huh. They said no, it's what does not. What it look like? Uh, here is it like come, lamp oil? Is it like olive oil? Oh, imagine you picture? take a Bible and dump it in a vat of, like, Fazoli's <laughs> garlic Ew, shit. That's fucking gross. Yeah. So they had to contain the Bible inside of a tub to contain the oil that was dripping out of this book. Wait, that tub was the oil that came from the book? That's what they said. So they're like, yep, there's so much oil, we can't contain it all. It's, so it's just, they're, they're thinking it's just generating this oil. This Bible's generating oil, even what though that's fuck? not how books work. No. So anyway, the Chattanooga Times Free Press did a story about sure. this church and how, like, Dalton, Georgia is the place <laughs> to be. A human interest story. Yeah, people are coming there to see the holy oil <sighs> thing. Uh-huh. And the church, they, I was actually surprised by this, they started giving away the oil. Not selling it. Not selling it. Good. They started giving it away, but they were saying this is a sign from God. Mm-hmm. I mean, do it, do with it what you will. Mm-hmm. They, we're talking four hundred gallons of oil, according to them. Four hundred yeah. gallons. And one of the other organizers, Johnny Taylor, was saying this book is serving as a way to bring people to the Christian faith because it's a miracle what's going on here. So this is the story that appears That's the thing, in the it's paper. Like when quote unquote miracles happen, they're so fucking lame and yeah. slash or gross. Yes. It's just a totally, I mean, at least go ahead and say it's magical oil, but it's right. not. They gave away 350,000 free vials of oil. That's a lot. Like how big are the, it doesn't matter. It must That's, be small enough, but small yeah. enough where you could bottle it up and say, here's a little bit for you to take home so you can do nothing with it. I don't know what you're going to do. Put it in your... This is literally I, I making my tummy hurt. Yes. <laughs> like, just... Ugh, so like here's the best part. Oil. This is why uh-huh. this is in the news this week. Oh. So it turns out that story went up sometime uh, last year, um, like last November. So it's been okay. a couple of months. The day after that story ran, mm-hmm. someone contacts the reporter who wrote it. His name is Wyatt Massey. And they're like, huh, you know what's interesting about this? Uh, this Pierce guy, the, the Christian who said this Bible has oil, we own a tractor supply store. <laughs> and this guy keeps stopping into our store asking for, like, tubs of mineral oil. <laughs> and so... 
in December, the reporters... But that can't be connected, of course right? Not. That's just a coincidence. In December, basically, I, I'm... At least I'm, buy that shit on Amazon, dude. Like, <laughs> there's a paper trail. You I'm can gonna go fill to a dude in, you know. I'm going to fill in the blanks here. Like the reporter says, here's a picture of the preacher guy. Uh-huh. Is this the same guy? And the tractor people are like, yeah, we, we know him. He stops by and keeps asking for all this oil. Like... And so the newspaper went a step further. They said, give us some of your mineral oil from the tractor place. Oh, hey, we'll take a free vial of the biblical oil, too. They sent it off to have it analyzed. And here's what they said this week (laughs) in the paper. I got to read this. This is glorious. The Times Free Press then paid for a series of chemical analyses by a local university comparing the oils. The tests found Pierce's oil, the biblical one, Mm -hmm. is petroleum derived. And the results, quote, strongly suggest that the oil sample is mineral oil. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. The second test comparing the chemical composition of the biblical oil to the tractor oil Mm -hmm. found a nearly exact match. What? So, uh, by the way, one of the reasons. That's two miracles. One of the reasons I love the story is because a lot of times you will see local papers Uh and like news outlets Uh saying, oh, look at this miracle that's happening in the church. Isn't that interesting? Human interest story, like you said. Sure. And then we never hear about it. It again and it's like you didn't do the follow-up yeah, come on I do love that a lot. this guy did the follow-up and so basically the reporter now goes <laughs> back to the church guys and he's like it's the same oil that's so good. and what do they do pierce said the managers at tractor supply are lying <gasps> he and taylor repeated they do not have to defend their work everything we do is in the light taylor said i don't know how we could defend it other than it just comes up out of the bible that is was, it a special Bible? It's just some dude's Bible. Some dude's Bible. But now, if you go to their website where they were hawking this oil and saying, come to our church, mm-hmm. where, again, even if they're not selling the oil, they are getting people the in the doors, yeah. and you can give money to them that way. Sure. But on their website now, it says, the Bible has not produced any oil since January 10th of this year. Oh. The flow has paused before, even for a week or so, and is not always consistent. But at this point, it's been almost a month and has not restarted. So after today, February 4th, 2020, we will not be able to distribute oil. Uh, if the oil resumes its flow, we will resume distribution, which is a weird way to say we were all lying to you and we're frauds and all of that. Wow. <laughs> what, like, okay, so even By if- the way, they had their last service in Dalton this week. Mm-hmm. The church is closing up shop. Oh, no. I know. R. So R. sad. Um, it's funny because, like, when you're thinking about, if, if you're going to stage this quote-unquote miracle, yeah. you come up with it oil coming out of a Bible? Like, of all the shit you can sort of... Man. Like, if we're all just playing Calvin Ball and and making Rules up whatever don't we apply. want... don't apply, yep. And you come up with oil in a Bible? That's it. And that much. Like, so much ugh. oil. Yeah. That's gross. I hate that. So my favorite story of the week, I swear. That's pretty uh, good. All right. With that, well, let's go to something much more serious. <laughs> uh, this A couple of weeks ago, there was this Catholic priest in Rhode Island, uh, a reverend, Richard Bucci of Sacred Heart Church. Mm-hmm. And he basically handed out a flyer with a list of every politician in the state who backed an abortion rights law the previous year. Uh-huh. And he basically said, none of these people are allowed to get communion in the church, which is something some Catholic leaders do. They say, oh, Joe Biden says he's a Catholic, so he might come in here, but he supports abortion rights. Therefore, he's not allowed to get communion, as if that makes anyone feel bad. But also, in, in addition to um, communion, it said that they anybody who is on that list uh, would be banned from acting as witnesses to marriage, serving as godparents, <laughs> and performing re- Performing readings at wedding and funeral, not right. like officiating. You so like we're shunning you as far as the Catholic Church will right. allow us to shun you. And then it got worse because Yo, someone God. pointed out, "Hey, your church has been in the middle of sexual abuse allegations. Like, not you personally, but your church right. has housed people who have been accused of sexual abuse. And who the <laughs> hell are you to tell everyone else like right. you're sinners? You can't be <laughs> like we got to punish you for this." So, what did he say to dismiss what everyone else was doing? Can I read this, please? Pedophilia doesn't kill anyone, and this, meaning abortion, does. That's it. <laughs> he claimed that more children have been killed by abortion than have been abused, which is 
such a loaded statement. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much going on there. There is. And part of it is pedophilia doesn't kill anyone. That's literally not true. I mean, putting aside the whole, you're comparing the death of anybody to the, like, a miscarriage or right. a fetus dying or whatever you want to call it. Like, forget that for a second. Pedophilia doesn't kill anyone. This guy has no idea. Yeah. The trauma that pedophilia inflicts and what it has led some people to do. Yeah, there's a Because it's destroyed lives. People have taken their own lives as a result of the trauma they had to deal with. Yeah, um, State Representative Carol Hagan McKenty, who's a Democrat. Sorry if I butchered all of that name. Um, quote, when he says that pedophilia doesn't kill people, well, he clearly doesn't understand. He should have come to the state house and listened to the testimonies because there are a lot of victims who are no longer with us. The injured voices that I've heard, they've stolen their childhoods. They've practically destroyed their lives. And the ones we hear from are the lucky ones because they're the ones who are still alive. They didn't die of an overdose or suicide. You know, there's plenty of those who never made it long enough to come forward, right. which and, is heavy and accurate. And as with so many pro-life people, this guy doesn't care because they don't care about the living. They only care about things that aren't alive or aren't alive yet or whatever. So they went back to this guy after his stupid comment yeah. started going across the internets. And he, he didn't apologize. Of course, he didn't apologize. No. Here's what he said in response. He said his words were taken out of context. They were not. Mm, you were just heard the context. Would say that? How do they think? What, tell me what the proper and, context is. Unless the is, context right? was only a monster would say pedophilia <laughs> right. doesn't kill anybody and this does. <laughs> I'm not sure what the context would be. Yeah. Here's what he said now. It was imperfectly said as if it was just short of perfect. It was imperfectly so close. said. So fucking close to that. Elusive yeah. perfect phone call was, that Trump has exactly. all the time. He said, I should have said, in general, the child that's molested does not die physically. And I should have said, but some have. Unquote. Like, you're not helping. Ooh, how did that make it worse? Dude, I know. That's rough. Um, He's still saying, like, look, I should have included a caveat when I said I care more <laughs> about fetuses next than the lives of trauma victims. Yeah, that's rough. Um, State Representative Julie Casmoreau also had, like, a really dope quote. Quote, the Catholic Church needs to look at themselves and ask why they are closing churches and losing, losing worshipers. Could it be because Father Bucci's most recent statement was that no one has ever died from pedophilia? Father Bucci the di and the diocese need to look from within. They need to get their own house in order. And then she called for the Pope to visit Rhode Island, which is... Which is... All right. That well, I guess. didn't have to go I, there, I, but all right. I don't know what the Pope is going to do about yeah, it. Yeah, Pope's going to be like, yep, agreed. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> but also, here's what, here's what I'm <sighs> curious about. Like, all right, Catholic priests saying something stupid is not news. Uh -huh. That happens all the time. Right. Here's the question, though. Like half of Catholics, I don't have the number in front of me, but it's not far from it. Half of Catholics support abortion rights to some extent, mm -hmm. at least. They don't agree with the Catholic Church's doctrine on this. Right. Those are the people, the people who attend his church, the people that go to any Catholic church in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. They could do something about this by just voicing their dissent and mm -hmm. walking the hell out and not giving their money to the church and never going back. It's asking a lot yep. of anyone doing that because we're basically saying change your whole life structure there. Mm -hmm. But that would be a way to push back and say this is unacceptable because us saying this guy's an asshat does nothing. But them saying, you know what, I'm not supporting an organization that treats sexual abuse victims right. and dismisses them because you're exalting a fetus somehow yeah. and worshiping that thing. It's all bad. It's all false equivalences. It's all garbage. It's, I mean, there's a reason that that was on like every other post on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> this week. Like it yeah. was loud and bad. Priest says pedophilia never killed anybody. Well, and that's the thing about like, we talk about this all the time, saying the quiet part out loud. That's the kind of thing that, like, they've said shit like that a lot, mm -hmm. but never in those, you know, quite those stark of terms. Um, oh. I have some stories. Go, go, um, go. Yeah, this was a really bananas week. Um, so, 
I've got a couple radio stories that uh, are just straight up recordings of people who are saying garbage shit. Um, so there's a uh, radio program called The Awakening um, starring right wing pastor E.W. Jackson, who sounds like a cartoon character. He ran for lieutenant governor of Virginia. He's not in, a nobody. In 2013. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also uh, unsuccessfully ran for a seat in the U.S. Senate in 2018. That was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember him at Only all. Only because he lost. It was hilarious to watch this guy try to be like, yep, I'm the best the Republicans can do. <laughs> it's like, dude, have you listened to yourself at all? Ugh. So uh, he said on his show um, earlier this week that um, the left hates President Trump because they hate masculinity. And the president is, quote, just too much of a man for them. I think the president, frankly, is just too much of a man for them. They don't like manhood. I think that's part of the problem, too. The radical feminists, the homosexuals, the transgenders, whatever bizarre idea they have who are supposed to be, they're not putting up with men who stand tall, who stand up straight and say, look, this is who I am, this is what I believe. You can like it or you can lump it, but there it is, which really sounds like a thing that Donald Trump would say is like it or lump it. (laughs) The left doesn't like manhood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is maybe the best quote. Um, Obama was effet, which I've never heard. E-F-F-E. Effet. Effet? Yeah. I've never heard that before. I'm is pronouncing it, it wrong, of course. Is it just it, feminine? feminine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Obama was light in the loafers. You all remember seeing that time he was exercising. He God damn obera- it. Effet. We're stupid. Effet? I can't believe this guy knows a word we don't. That's extremely embarrassing. Yes. Of course, it's an insulting... You should apologize to him right now. Well... It is a word I would probably never use because it's usually used. It's probably <laughs> meaning feminine and a derogatory word, yeah. which tra- actually doesn't come up in my life a lot. He's trying to emasculate Obama. Yeah. Um, God, this guy is straight out of the 1930s. Uh, did you see who's exercising? He, oh, brother, he looked like olive oil trying to lift a half pound weight. I'm serious. That, it was a bizarre <laughs> thing to watch. That's I don't his- know why he allowed it to be filmed. It did not put him in a manly light. I think he also said Obama was light in the loafers. I said you just were looking up that word. I was. So, (laughs) wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, 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 both eyes. Imagine how weak you have to be to look at Donald Trump and say, yes, that's a real man. man. Somebody who puts pancake makeup on, but not quite to his (laughs) hairline. Yes. Woof. Um, Another radio show. This is just a quick quote um, from Presidential Medal of Freedom winner Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) Um, Rosa Parks and that guy. There you go. Oh, my God. Nothing means anything anymore. Um, So this is from the February 11th episode of the Rush Limbaugh show. Quote, so I saw a political ad where Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, going on and on and on and on and on and on about how America, how parents in America are struggling to explain President Trump to their children. And then I happen to see this. No way you're shaking. The natural conclusion. So he says Trump. He rambled. He was talking to somebody else. So he says Trump causes problems for parents. What about that? If you're not watching on the Ditto Cam, what it is is a picture of Mayor Pete kissing his husband, which he does frequently. So Mayor Pete said Trump causes problems for parents because they got to like explain to their kids all of the stuff that Trump is doing. And Rush Limbaugh is like, well, Mayor Pete kisses his husband. So there. So point. And check and yeah. match. And Which, again, his entire argument is here is, here is, I'm not here to defend Donald Trump, even though he does, but he's just like, but gay. So yeah. therefore... Well, and so in his mind, being a bigot, being a racist, being a misogynist, being a bully, being an asshole, being a sociopath, being Presidential a liar, and manly. Being presidential and manly equals being gay. Yeah, like, like those two things are equally bad. Well, being gay to him is way worse. Yeah. I think Jake Tapper of CNN is like, I'm sorry, Rush Limbaugh is on Witch Wife now? Yeah. Like, I I can't. I mean, what else can we say? All these men are serial cheaters in multiple marriages, but like a monogamous gay couple is somehow terrible. What fucking right. bastards. I forgot who are. said it. Someone was like, you don't have to celebrate Rush Limbaugh getting whatever cancer it is that he has, mm-hmm. but you kind of feel bad for the cancer. <laughs> it got a Rush Limbaugh. I saw that <laughs> Ruth Bader beat cancer so hard that I had to go infect Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. 
What do you do? You have an opinion about like celebrating somebody's demise? I've so it happens off. I mean, I've been blogging long enough that it happens often enough to prominent people, uh-huh. and so there is always a question of like, how do you talk about that? So, like, Billy Graham died last year, two years ago, something like that, recently. Time has no meaning. And, of course, Billy Graham is someone who, I don't care that he spread Christianity, like, whatever. He wasn't as bad as his son is now, but also he was an anti-Semite, or at least he laughed along with Nixon when Nixon was anti-Semitic. He also had a lot of horrible conservative views as well. I, don't, I think there's a difference between saying, okay, this guy is dead. Let's remember the stuff he used his life to do, which is factual. And I don't think it's wrong to say, or like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant dies and people bring up, oh, well, he was accused of sure. sexual okay, but, abuse. But, but those are people who are like a mixed bag of a person. What about yeah. somebody like Fred Phelps, who was right. like, all in all, an evil son of a bitch. Like, right. is it immoral to to gloat yeah i i go back and forth because someone like this guy someone's suffering because he's gone and not all those people are as bad as he was but also a lot of suffering is alleviated by his death that's right and so I, i know that i've tried to be less gloaty if someone who is like a fred phelps dies but very much saying look here's what he did with his life it was this horrible mix of mostly awful. Yeah. Because Fred Phelps actually had moments where he was kind of awesome. Really? Way before he became a bigot. Oh. He was like fighting for civil rights <laughs> before he became anti-gay. But it's remembering like, look, this is what he used his life to do. He hurt people. Yeah. Don't be like that. Right. If you can, if you have a choice, you could fix it right now. Right. I try to make that the point instead of, yeah, he gone now. But I also think there is a difference. I, I feel like people have a uh, an instinct to deify people as soon as they die, as if their death somehow absolves them of anything bad they didn't. Like, the way I don't people, get the, you can't say anything bad about them. They ex- just died. you got to wait well, a little while. The Kobe while. Bryant thing was kind of tough to sort of see that interaction because, like, he... I, I can't remember if we've talked about it on the podcast yet, but, like, I have had long conversations with friends who are victims of sexual assault and we are all sort of coping with how we're, uh, how as soon as this man who raped a woman violently, but also did positive things in his community. And like, how do we allow those two things to exist in the same person? And it's hard. I mean, it's, it takes a lot of non-black and white thinking, which is really difficult. Like, right. I think people's instinct is you're a good guy, you're a bad guy. The reality is most of us are not. And, you know, did Kobe Bryant do good things for his community? What Did he promote young women to play basketball? Was he a good dad? Yeah, those all, thing, all of those things can be true. But he also raped somebody. And it's not one or the other. We have to allow people to be both monsters in their own right and, and i don't think it's wrong impact. to bring up Mm-mm. the good or the bad depending on who no, it is especially and... when his victim is still out there living her life god you know right, what i right, right. haven't even told you this um mm. my uh, a friend of mine and mikey's she is from colorado original originally knows kobe ryan's victim mm. like she was in that community when that happened and it ruined that girl's life so she's still out there living with the consequences of what happened. And it cannot feel great to see this man who assaulted her be deified. It has to fucking suck. And like you, I I think people need to be better about having complicated feelings about people. Yeah. I definitely don't get the, you can only say nice things when someone dies. Like, well, no, you got to have the nuance, right? Like Um, you don't have to just ignore the good stuff, but there's an, a brand new podcast. I, I've listened to the first episode. It's called Fanti. So it's like you're a fan, but you're also anti that person. And it's, ju- it's two <laughs> queer black men dealing with... So the first episode is about Kevin Hart. And they're okay. like, okay. <laughs> so we're trying to... like This is a man from our community, you know, from the African-American community who's doing good and like is getting his and making money. But he's also like really homophobic and how to... And it's just them processing that. Okay. And it's... Interesting. I would, I'd recommend it because I think it's something we need to be better about doing, especially like this sort of stand culture. That's why we have so much trouble with Bernie is that people don't allow criticism to 
to be laid upon him. And whether or not it's fair criticism, like to be a, a politician, to be a presidential candidate, we're going to have to criticize him. That's how we figure out who's the best for whatever. Right. And as soon as somebody says, well, he doesn't have a great track record on X, people lose their fucking mind. And like, he's a politician. He's not your friend. He's not like right. your, your cool uncle. And when you've been in politics as long as he has, there are going to be history. some... you, Yeah. Anyway, wow. It's the case for everybody. That got off track. Can I talk about Republicans not understanding human women? Oh, yes. The human women. Go uh-huh. on. <laughs> so uh, in Tennessee, it has this thing um, every year at the end of July. There's a three-day weekend where there's um, certain goods that um, can be purchased tax-free. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this can be anything from clothes to computers, and it's sort of meant to give a little assistance to families getting ready for the for the upcoming school year. Yeah, just a sales tax holiday. Yeah, is that a common thing? I've never. That's definitely not. I don't, not an I don't think thing. we don't. I don't think we have that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of that um, except for like duty free shit in the airport. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so there's a proposal this year. So they're figuring out what is uh, what we're allowed to use, you know, put into this. Um, there was a proposal this year to include menstrual products in the event. Um, so, so that you wouldn't have to pay taxes if you're buying those. Exactly. Okay. Um, and so according to the numbers that they used, women, uh, people who have periods spend about $120 a year on menstrual project products. Um, and there's a 7% state tax. So it would cost the state, according to this, $132,000 annually, which I guess is assuming all women buy all of their tampons in one weekend. <laughs> the, right? Because that has to be how that works because, I don't know, which I think is an absurd thing to do. Like, most women probably don't have the money to spend 120 even if it means you get cheaper tampons. That's one of the ways it's very expensive to be poor is that you can't take advantage of deals like that and, like, save money in the long term, but you have to have 100 Anyway. I'm uh, just trying to think the closest analog I got for that is, like, diapers and yeah. I'm like, I don't buy a year's worth of diapers right now. It's like, I got a also, box. where would you put them? <laughs> right, 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 right. It's like, I got a box. I got a backup box uh-huh. for in case. And then I'm good for now. Yeah. I'll wait till it clears out. Yeah. This is the first time in my life that I've lived in my home that has more than one bathrooms. And it's been a huge adjustment. I need to like <laughs> hide tampons everywhere. It's, <laughs> it's a real change, man. Anyway, um... So anyway, so they're talking about whether or not this is worth doing. And bear in mind that there is no, you know, computers have this deal. Like, clothes have this deal. It's not only, like, you know, rice and things that, like, people would need to survive. You know what I mean? So somebody said, this is uh, Joey Hinsley, who's a Republican. Um, He said, I think since it's a sales tax holiday, there's really no limit on the number of items anyone can purchase. I don't know how you would limit the number of items somebody could purchase, specifically about tampons. So he's worried that all these women are going to hoard tampons uh-huh. for the yeah, entire like year. Yeah, on our like, pile of tampons. Um, this is the most bananas thing I've ever heard. Like, why are... As a man, as a person who doesn't get a period, do you care if women don't pay taxes on... Or, excuse me, if people who get their periods don't pay taxes on... Like, do you feel like I've you're missing out? I've never once thought about any... I've not wasted any time complaining about any of this. Yeah, it, it's it's a really banana... Like, that the, the sort of pearl clutching over, like, women are going to take advantage of this thing that we're giving to everybody. I, I'm so... What does he think they'll do with... All these tampons. A smog esque pile of tampon boxes that they perch atop and breathe fire at hobbits. Yeah. I assume is his fear. Like, <laughs> oh no, toilet paper has no taxes. You know what people are going to do then? Yeah. No, tell us. What do you I, ask the follow up question, reporters? Yeah, it's absolutely bananas. Um, and according to us, um, obstetrics and gynecology, more than one in five women report they can't. They can't afford to buy menstrual products every month. Excuse me. One, one, so one, this tax holiday would be helpful would for be some helpful. people. And I'm sorry, like men who have never been in a high school and got their period and did the thing where you like wrap up that like single ply toilet paper around the crotch of your underwear so you don't bleed everywhere. They don't get to talk about about menstrual products because unless you've dealt with that, you don't get how important it is to just be able to 
find a tampon somewhere. And like, granted, sometimes people like I've talked to more strangers in bathrooms getting tampons than really anybody ever should. But like when you're in high school, that shit's delicate and uncomfortable because teenagers are weird and scared of everything. So like these guys need to fuck all the way off. Tampons should <laughs> tampons pads should be provided in bathrooms, men's and women's bathrooms. That's what I say. I'm running for president in 2020. <laughs> Free tampons for everybody. You also will be you're creating opposition research for yourself every week. I know. Um, that's, that's why I could never run for office. <laughs> they would just play this and they'd be like, oh no, so absolutely not. We may have talked about this last year, but I wanted to bring this up. Gallup, every four years, they do this poll during a presidential election year. Mm-hmm. They're like, would you vote for someone in your party if that person were a blank? So someone you generally oh, yeah. agree with if that person were a blank. Atheists are no longer the least liked. That Yeah, as of a couple years ago, it's not like a new development. Um, in 2012, more than half of the people said, if, that, if my candidate were an atheist, it wouldn't bother me. Right. I might still vote for them. In 2015, we were not last on the list because socialists had made the bunch. <laughs> So thanks, Bernie Sanders, so for no, running. So two dings against me. <laughs> so last year, this was interesting, too. They said, like, they asked the question last year because it was a midterm, uh, not a midterm, it was after the midterm election year. But they found that there was a tiny jump for atheists. Now 60% of Americans said they would consider voting for an atheist. Not like a segment of America, like Americans in general, 60%. You know what, though? I feel like it's like many people would say they would vote for a woman, but not this woman. Like, it's easier to say I would vote for a hypothetical atheist woman. Exactly. They're not giving us a name of a candidate. But they did it again this year. This is the actual Gallup survey that happens every election year Uh where they say, what would you do? And the number was the same. It was 60%. It wasn't last on the list Uh because socialist is at 45. (laughs) But again, in theory, if Bernie Sanders were the nominee, you would... among Democrats anyway, you would find very few people have a problem with a socialist in name. And if there were a candidate who was openly atheist, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to vote for you, you would see that go out the window too. I mean, just to give you uh, like something to reference, 96% of people, Americans, all of them say, yeah, if my candidate were black, it would not bother me. I would still vote for that person. 95% if it's Catholic, uh, Hispanic is in the 90s, Jewish, woman, all of that's in the 90s. So they would generous. not be bothered by it. Um, and as you get lower, it's 80% would vote for an evangelical Christian, all other things considered. 78% gay or lesbian, 70% under 40, hmm. 69% over 70, <laughs> roughly the same. Nice. Uh, Muslim is at 66%. So that, interesting, there's not much of an uptick since a couple of years ago, but it's 60%. That's better than usual. Um, among Democrats, I should say it's much, much higher. I'm looking for the exact number. Um, among Democrats, an atheist candidate would have 69% support, uh-huh. which is actually higher than people over 70, which wow. among Democrats. So right. among Republicans... Don't underestimate Democrats' hatred for old men. Yes. Uh, among Republicans, atheists get 41% approval. Interesting. Okay. Just wanted to point that out there, but... I would say this is actually surprising news that it's become a lot less stigmatized than it used to be. Because there was a time when the saying was you could not get elected dog catcher if you were an atheist. Uh And now 60 percent of Americans are like, no, if my candidate for my party happened to be an atheist, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Like I I would still vote for that. I I think we can't underestimate how quickly... Atheists have have risen in being acceptable. Same thing with like LGBTQ people. Obviously, trans people are still dealing with their ho- their own mess. But right. compared to say even five years ago, ten years ago, it's a different ballgame. And to be clear, they're not saying like you're gonna vote for someone because they're an atheist. If Trump said I'm an atheist, I don't want to vote for him. He's right. still an ass. Right. But if the candidate for my party that I like Mm -hmm. was an atheist, would it be a deal breaker? No, it would not, is kind of where this is going. So that's interesting news. Um, All right, switching gears for a second. This week, Reuters came out with a report um, that was very surprising. And here's the gist of where they're coming from. The Department of Justice has money that that it gives out to different organizations that do work 
that support the work the Department of Justice does. Okay. So they have given money to the Catholic charities of the Diocese of Palm Beach because they're actually really good at stopping human trafficking. Oh. Now, that is not proselytizing. Uh-huh. That's just, yeah, we're giving money to a Catholic group, which might be an issue. Sure. But they're doing it for a secular cause, and this is, it's one of those things where it's, I wish they wouldn't give it to any religious group, but as long as it's doing it for a secular cause sure. and there's no proselytizing involved, right? whatever, I have bigger fish to fry, right? So, okay, they gave it to the Catholic Charities for a while, and that was good because mm-hmm. they were doing the good work. And all of a sudden, Catholic Charities was taken off the list hmm. uh, last year. And so it was another group that used to get money to stop human trafficking. And you're like, why would they stop groups that are helping stop human trafficking? Like, we all support that goal, don't we? Right. Well, it's because they started giving it to other groups instead. And this is what the report found this week. That were doing the same mission? That supposedly are working to stop human trafficking. Okay. And they gave one group that they gave money to, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, Mm -hmm. was run by a donor to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Interesting, not necessarily a conspiracy, but interesting. The other one is for a group called Hookers for (laughs) Jesus, which is run by a former escort who now helps women who are former sex workers. Try to escape that, I guess. Via Jesus? Via Jesus is the key because their website makes it clear that they want you to accept Christ. And that's actually, um, they have safe houses for women trying to escape what they say are abusive situations. Uh But part of staying in that house is you have to participate in religious activities. The safe house's materials had uh, manuals, I should say, had rules that had a ban on reading, quote, secular magazines with articles, pictures, etc., that portray worldly views or advice on living and sex and clothing and makeup tips. Like, no Cosmo. You can't read Cosmo because, you know, you know. So Wink. this is a very evangelical organization. And again, if they're stopping human trafficking for women who want to leave the business... I have no problem with the well, work they're doing. I mean, I think it's important to, to leave it. distinguish people who are being human trafficked versus right. sex workers who are doing it. That's what I mean. Okay. Like, if they want to do it on their own, that's a different story. If yeah. you want to escape and you want to leave and you're being abused, yeah. okay, good for this group for doing the work that they're doing. But the government gave over $500,000 to this organization. And this is important. A group that does not have a track record like the Catholic Charities did, of doing the work that they say they're doing, like they, their own independent reviewers, the Department of Justice's own independent reviewers said, this group does not have experience handling victims who are underage or male or foreign. They don't foreign. have that. I mean, if they're coming from another country. No, I know. I just right? feel like, like a lot of victims of human trafficking yes. are not necessarily American. Again, there are groups that work with sex trafficking victims of all kinds and they know how to do it. The department of justice is giving half a million dollars plus to this group that only helps women really. And only does it under the threat that you have to accept Jesus. If you want our help, it's just Republicans giving money to right wing Christian groups instead of deserving groups that help everybody. Even other Christian groups that are actually, Oh, that sucks. $530,190 to hookers for Jesus. That is an upsetting name. I'm going to be honest with you about that. I don't, I mean, I know the name gets attention. Yeah. I don't even care about the name. I know. But it's, it's the point that they are proselytizing no, as a trade-off. None of it's trade-off. good. Nothing is, you know, good in this situation. Um, I have some good news. What? <laughs> Why are you mad about my good news? Um, so the Air Force recently updated its uh, dress code policy uh, to be more inclusive to um, people of non-Christian religions. Look at that. Which is pretty exciting. So... Um, so it outlined a clear approval process for Sikhs and Muslims um, who want to serve but still want to wear um, articles of their faith. So under the new guidelines, um, Sikhs and Muslims can seek religious accommodations to wear turbans, beards, unshorn hair, and hijabs. Um, and they should expect to be approved as long as their appearance is, quote, neat and conservative. I hope nobody, like, tries to dance around in that little liminal space. Right. 
Um, and then once, and this is the, the kind of big thing is that once approved, that these accommodations will allow service members to like hold on to that approval throughout their career. Prior to this, it was all um, individual requests, um, and they were granted on a case by case basis. So. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. And again, and like, the approval process was really lengthy, so you're kind of hanging out in limbo for a while. These aren't like random things they want to do. They're saying, for me to live out my faith and serve in the military, right. I got to wear my turban. Right. It, and to be clear, it doesn't interfere with the work that Correct. they're doing. Right. And yet they had to jump through all these hoops to do it. So it's about damn time the U.S. Air Force said, let's not just give Christians whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. Right. Um, so what time is it? Oh, we're doing good. We have 10 more minutes. Um, go, go, go. Do you have anything else? No, I'm done. Okay. Um, this is kind of long, so I'm going to cut it down. So there's, um, a man named Rob Ryers, I think his name is. He wrote an op-ed, uh, in the Washington Post that started, uh, who, he's a Republican, he's a Christian, he's a pastor, um, and he doesn't like Trump. And he said right after the, the most recent national prayer breakfast situation, um, if you wonder why young people are leaving organized religion in droves, look no further than last week's national prayer breakfast. Good. Um, yeah. So another excerpt from this, um, Trump's religious supporters, most of whom preach that most conservative versions of Christianity, mo- most of whom preach the most conservative uh, forms of Christianity, either don't realize or don't care that they're ratifying what so many young people have come to believe about religion. That is nothing but a cover-up for conservative politics, that it is far more about identity than faith, and that it upholds traditionalism rather than a living tradition. So he said that, um, and he just wrote another article that came out, I think, just yesterday um, in The Times because he got some fucking blowback for this. <laughs> Um, He said, in less than two weeks, I've gotten hundreds of messages from evangelical Christians from across the country. Much of the opposition has come from pro-life voters who support the president because of their perception of him as a champion of the pro-life case. My op-ed critiqued the president's participation in the March for Life and the sincerity of his anti-abortion stance. I personally believe that the president is cynically using pro-life voters for his own electoral purposes and doesn't actually care about protecting innocent life at all, which, like, huge eye yeah, roll at innocent no life. no kidding. But, yeah. Who's, I mean, I know what he's saying, which I appreciate. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to be willfully ignorant just to think Donald Trump actually gives a damn about, like, think, abortion rights or anti-abortion rights. I have to think people sincerely believe that he's, like... A good, right? Like, people can't be, I don't know. Um, Republicans are very gullible people. I mean, they really do think Trump supports everything they support when he doesn't give a shit about anything or anyone but himself. But he's like, oh, who do I have to, like, appeal to? Coal people? Mm -hmm. I love coal. I'll do anything for the coal. I've always been saying coal is the best. All my buildings are built with coal. How dumb do you, farmers, he does it with farmers, he does it with whoever they tell him, you need these people on your side. That's why he's like, what, even Evangelicals? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Corinthians. I love that stuff. Two Corinthians or whatever he said. Um, Trump supporters who have contacted me think I don't I don't care either and have denounced me as a baby killer. I simply suggested that the Democratic nominee for president is a better alternative than Donald Trump, even if he claims to be uh, pro-life. He says his desire is to prevent abortions. However, I've come to believe that the best means of reducing abortion rates is not through restrictions and criminalization. I'm also not convinced that reversing Roe v. Wade would reduce abortion rates. Abortion rates are now lower than they were before the Supreme Court's decision to make abortion legally national. The best means of reducing abortion is expanding health coverage so every woman can consult a doctor about her medical needs. We need... a. like, this guy is speaking my language. We need effective, comprehensible, comprehensive... I mean, it took him three years, but all right. right. Sexual education and greater ac- access to other methods of birth control. Um, and then he sent a couple samplings um, of some insults he's received. And, like, keep in mind, this guy's a pastor and he's a white man. So he's kind of living in a little bit of a bubble. <laughs> and so even this is getting through. Uh, Daniel wrote, quote, get struck done by God, you pile of shit. A man from Fort Lauderdale did not leave his name, but left a voicemail, which, after extolling the virtues of President Trump, told me, enjoy hell, bitch. Uh, Sarah Jane repeatedly called me a dumb fuck. I assume it's dumb fuck. It might be dumb fucker. Um, It's just dumb F star, 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 star. Mm. Uh, She said, I'm a demon rat, which I kind of 
That's a pretty solid. Democrat. I got it. I got <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yep, yep. that's funny. You don't watch Fox News enough. I don't. Is that what they say? Yes. Huh. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's like, that's like C plus wordplay. Stop, stop, stop giving them any credit. <laughs> a worker of inequity and an instrument of Satan who wants to destroy America. So anybody, I mean, yeah, anybody who steps a toe out of line gets the old, uh, the old slander treatment. Um, and that's all I have. How are we doing? 50, we have seven minutes to just bullshit, you know? We can just close Let's up just, shop, too. Um, speaking of shops. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me segueing that one. <laughs> um, we've got a shop open um, on friendlyantheistpodcast.com. Just click on, I think, store. Did we fix whatever's going on with mobile or not? Sure. Okay, yeah, there's something going on with mobile. It works on desktop if you are an old person like me who still uses a laptop pretty regularly um also last week was the first time we released transcripts of the did we release them no i sent them to you (laughs) jesus fucking crap okay this week will be the first time we send transcripts yes we will put up uh at least rough transcripts but we'll try to yeah so essentially you know we found a service that's relatively affordable and what it sets out is pretty it's a decent transcript. It's a little bit rough, especially because we kind of talk over each other. Um, if I have the time, because it takes a few hours to go through and clean it up and like assign speakers. What would help us out a lot is uh, we'll we'll include the transcript link on our website. So anyone who might benefit from reading a transcript instead of listening to our lovely angelic voices. La, 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 la. Um, if that sort of thing is something you like, please tell us. Because if no one cares for it, then we'll try to do something else instead. Like, there's no reason to keep putting up a transcript if no one's yeah, going to Yeah, I mean, it. We, can, we can do it in a much more cost-effective right. way, a.k.a. free, if people aren't actually using it. Um, but if people are using it and want to, you know, search things or whatever, you know, we, that was part of our Patreon thing, and, and we want to hold up to that. But we want to make sure we're actually, like, adding value to people's experience and not just putting out more shit that nobody reads or listens to. Um, that's it. Oh, I saw, uh, Birds of Prey last weekend. Um, that's a movie. It is the new Harley Quinn movie. It is extremely fun and good. It's obviously gotten terrible reviews, even though it's, I get, I think it was the number one movie at the box office last week and has been regarded as a flop because human women are in it, I guess. Uh. Um, it's, if you like kind of fun, gory, comic booky fighty movie like it's very comic booky in a way that's a little more fun than like dc movies tend to be does that mean anything to you nothing the fight choreography is super fun and dope it's it's a very enjoyable movie i I liked it a lot it's it's what i look for in a in that kind of like the superman batman movies are just too dark and too heavy and too fucking boring for me but like this was fun and, and bright and um good times great oldies um where can I find you on Twitter? I am at Hem and Meta. You can follow me at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. It's like if you said the word blueberry, but with a weird British accent. Once again, my <laughs> friend called me that when I was 16, and here we are. Um, yeah, go to friendlyatheist.com, um, friendlyatheistpodcast.com to check out our store. Email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com, um, and we will see you next week. Bye.